My, my juices flow all the time. Absolutely, absolutely. You know as much as I know. Right now, we've been able to stuff to stuff. The curse is broken. NC State fans, finally. <laughs> finally. Hey, happy Thanksgiving. I mean, that's a triple play. Wolfpack ain't for soft. It ain't for soft people. Christmas came early for NC State basketball. Or did it? Let's talk about it. I'm Joe Giglio, your host, Law of the Wolf, joined by a Wolfpack great, Scott Wood. And Scott, I, I went to Reynolds Coliseum last week expecting to see David Thompson. I went to Reynolds Coliseum last week expecting to feel like 1978. I went to Reynolds Coliseum last week expecting to see NC State win a basketball game. I did not go to Reynolds Coliseum last week expecting to see MJ Rice, though. You're on the call, ESPN Plus. What did you make of the debut of MJ Rice? For those who aren't familiar, uh, five-star recruit, committed to Kansas, played at Kansas last year sparingly. Um, McDonald's All-American in high school, ends up transferring to NC State, had some personal issues this offseason, didn't really necessarily practice with the team, spent some time away from the program. Uh, I don't know how much he's been practicing, hence the surprise. But we got our first glimpse uh, of Rice in, a, in an otherwise, what I thought, for the first 30 minutes of that game, very uninspiring play from NC State. So what, what was your main takeaway? And, and did Christmas come early for Kevin Keats? Yeah, I mean, that's that's going to be the question, obviously, for a young man that had to take, you know, a leave of absence, uh, whatever it may be for, uh, for him to be able to come back and perform at a pretty, you know, good level is 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 encouraging for him. You know, I think he's he's a good player. Uh, I think he brings a little bit different dynamic to the game. I think he's a more downhill, you know, physical presence. Uh, that they don't necessarily have. I think Jaden Taylor gets downhill, but he, you know, does it in a little different way. Uh, MJ Rice does it to go through somebody or dunk on somebody. So I think he brings, uh, you know, that added dimension. I was actually lucky because I was on the call. I kind of, I kind of got uh, kind of the heads up. Hey, we may see MJ Rice for a few minutes tonight, and they felt like it was a good game to give him a few minutes. I think because he played so well, he ended up honestly getting a few more minutes. Uh, but they had a really heavy rotation. I think at one point in the game, they had already gone through 11 in the bench pr during pretty significant minutes. So uh, I think it just kind of adds that depth. Am I going to go out there and say that it's absolutely going to be a game changer for this team? I don't know if I'm all bored on that. You know, I don't think that Eastern Shore team is, is that high quality of a roster, to be honest. And it's also a roster that's very small, not very big. Uh, so in a roundabout way, NC State should have beat up on them a little bit, especially, you know, MJ Rice. I think that's a good matchup for him. But I'm excited, honestly, just to see him out there, you know, him taking that leave again. Like I said, for, for a young man to do that, uh, it's hard when basketball's been your life for so long. And then you say, hey, I got to take a step back. So it's just good to see him in uniform and have the opportunity to play with his teammates. All right. So he ends up playing in 10 minutes. He scores 11 points. Six rebounds. There's a dunk. I'm going to show us the dunk for those watching on YouTube. But I, to me, it was more about sometimes you look at a guy, Scott, and you you might have an interesting opinion on this. You look at a guy and you go, okay, 
broad shoulders. <laughs> that looks like a player. I mean, he's if nothing else, he's athletic, right? Like this is even before the dunk that I'm looking at this going, oh, whoa, who is this? Because I felt like we had talked about last week, what are they going to do at the four? And I know, you know, this summer before, uh, actually it was, it was May, you know, really before any of the issues had, had come up with, with MJ. Kevin really, I think, saw him as someone who could be a difference maker uh, because of that athleticism. You know, I, I told the story on the OG proper. I remember when they added Sasha Killia Jones and, you know, he had very uninspiring numbers at Kentucky. And so I, I said to Kevin, I go, why, why are you bothering with this guy? And he goes, because he's 6'10 and he's talented and you can't teach those things. <laughs> and I said, okay, fair enough. Uh, sometimes you add talent and add athleticism and you hope that all the other parts of it click. Uh, but I just, you know, I saw, I'm, I sat up in the last row at, at Reynolds. You and I were on complete opposite ends of the spectrum there. Huh. You were courtside mid court. You saw the whole thing and I'm up there and I'm going, I lit when he walked on the floor, I literally thought it was the North Carolina A and T transfer who the NCAA probably gave another waiver to because it seemed like the NCAA was giving out waivers last week. Efton Reed at uh, Wake Forest being the latest example. Um, so I honestly, I, I did not expect MJ Rice to play basketball for NC State this year. So when he when he when he's out there, then all of a sudden I'm looking at the size of them. I'm going, no, no, that can't be Cam Woods because Woods isn't that big. I, I just for you when you when you I mean you you played some great Florida State. <clears throat> That's what I, that's what he looked like to me. Like I yeah, no. see come off the Florida State bench and go, where the hell has Lenny been hiding that guy? Yeah, and I think that's. I mean, he 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 does. He has broad shoulders. He's a bigger guy. I also think the funny thing is, if you talk with Murph, who's strength and conditioning, I would also tell he'd probably tell you he's he's not in full game shape no. No. and and trimmed up to what he probably would prefer to be. Um, you know, he still has a little bit of two months sitting on him that they're going to work to get off. He, he is a physical specimen. Um, you know, you, you kind of sit there and wonder, well, um, maybe from a skill standpoint, he, he's like the rest of them. But then you also know he was a McDonald's All-American because he was a man playing against kids still trying to figure out, you know, uh, you know, going through the puberty stages still. So he was a man against little kids, especially at the high school ranks. So now he's kind of getting into a level where he's still going to match up, but I still think just his physicality, athletic ability is just going to be superior to others, and it's going to bring a little bit different dynamic to the NC State team for sure. Looking at that position and where he might fit in, I think you're absolutely right when you talk about what kind of shape he's in. And even 10 minutes, it would almost have been better off if he didn't have – well, first of all, let's let's look at the dunk because that's really what everybody – in the G4 group wanted to talk about. I know you're you're sitting there in real time. Do you turn the G4 chat off during the broadcast, I hope? No, I actually don't. The funny no. thing is I actually respond to a few text messages during the game. I get a lot of like my buddies who are very diehard NC State fans and, these, sure. and, and they'll they'll kind of give it to me like, "Oh dude, you're 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 kind of homer in here." And I'm like, "Yeah, you know, the games I've had, honestly, they've just been beating everybody. So it's it's kind of hard not to be a homer." Yeah. All right, so if you're watching on YouTube, here's the Rice on the push. Oh, MJ Rice. 
MJ, just being the athlete that he is. You know, last year at Kansas, they talked about it, wasn't able to really showcase and transfer back home to NC State and showing that he can get up and rise high. And it's just kind of, I don't want to call it sneaky because everybody knows he's athletic, but you think of leapers as jumping up. He almost took off forward. Yeah, like, there was I feel about... like he just, I, I, his length, just he just extended like i feel like he didn't even showcase everything right there that he has i, I just feel like that's just a normal going down the lane for him you know dunk i feel like he's got a lot more in that tank if he really wanted to unleash it so if you're listening on one of your podcast platforms he takes a step from inside the acc mark there's so probably what eight feet uh, yeah i mean he's 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 maybe Half a foot inside Bounce. the volleyball line, and it's no yeah. easy feat to just no. in game, in game, yeah. and listen. It is and dribbling, and dribbling, especially if you haven't seen it. It's in transition, but there are bodies around. And I tell everybody, there's two types of of athleticism in basketball. Like I could, you know, dunk, but you know, pull it behind my head. I could do a windmill. I could do a lot of things in a warm up situation. I was not game athletic by any means. You know, there's a lot of guys that are crazy, crazy bounce. But as soon as you add bodies and, and there, there's a few things, it, it's hard to rise up and, and just dunk on people like Vince Carter and, and other people. But but by no means is he a probably a Vince Carter leaper. Uh, but what but what he's showcased, even in just 10 minutes, is is a very impressive for a guy that's been away from the game for two months. I I look at it this way. You know, the Tennessee game's coming up. I see it as a very important game for NC State. As the roster was constructed, I'm sitting here thinking, you know, unless something really goes right on a night shooting the basketball, they're going to struggle to beat the better teams on their on the schedule. And now I look at this. You add a guy like that. Again, even if it's only in Kevin's head, when you go into a season thinking, all right, here are my main parts. Here's how this. Here's how I think this team could work. You know, there's a lot of work to be done. And the Tennessee game is unrealistic to think that it could be, to your point, UMass is not Tennessee. They're not a top 10 team. They're not a Final Four contender. And the game's going to be on the road, and it's not going to be on the same type of uh, friendly environment that that the rental situation was. I just, I looked at it as a spark, right? Because I felt like last week when we were talking, it's like, oh, man, that BYU. Then you see BYU show up. I believe they were number one in the net. And you're sitting here going, man, that could have been in your back pocket. You go into league play, you have that, and that's a that's a big difference maker. I just I just thought of it as a little bit of a a spark. And you remember playing in December too. I mean, you got tests, you got you're not playing a regular schedule. It's just it's kind of wonky playing yeah. this month. It, it you really can't find your footing that much. Yeah, and, and I think it's a spark, but I will also say that I think it is a spark for you know more so the fan base okay you know a lot of this too you have to remember and i think the reason why nc state really didn't pull away from that game is i think kevin kind of went to his bench and just kind of leveled out the minutes especially after the i mean you're on the road for las vegas they got used to las vegas time they come back home they're still used to las vegas time now all of a sudden they're going on the road to old miss in a tough environment still on Las Vegas time, right. lay an absolute egg. So I think in his mind, he wanted to get bodies out there to just kind of 
get get a little bit of a break because I think he felt like you know he could handle business regardless. But looking at it from a player's perspective, you know, obviously I think it does bring a little bit of energy knowing that hey man, we finally got a guy back that we thought at the beginning of the year would give us some good minutes. But now you also have to look, okay, Middlebrooks has to go somewhere. Diara has to go somewhere. Parker has to go somewhere. So now you have four guys in a roundabout way that are four man. So now you're going to have a crowded area with guys, you know, three guys that have given you minutes since MJ has not been there. Where are we going to be able to find the minutes? Do we slide, you know, an MJ or Parker to the three, which I think they both can play. Now I think you lose a little bit of, you know, the shooting ability. If you move them there, uh, maybe you move Middlebrooks and Yara more so to the five and let Parker and MJ kind of ham and egg that four spot. So I think there's also the next element to it is how is this team going to adjust? You know, there's six, seven games into the season now, and you're kind of adding a new element. So somebody's going to lose some minutes. How does that kind of the culture of all that kind of stay in place? I don't know about you, Scott, but when I need to solve problems, I like to ask smart people. Josh Whitaker, smart person. Joe Hamer, smart person. Whitaker and Hamer can help you with all of your legal needs. They're going to help us out on the OG with a uh, a Tecmo Super Bowl tournament in January. So looking forward to that. So we'll have some fun with that. But no, if you get traffic tickets, if you're closing on a house, selling your business potentially, any kind of family law needs, go check them out. It's Whitaker and Hamer. It's wh.lawyer. And, and staying in the greater Garner area, hometown realty, six locations, more than 250 agents, new construction. Here's the thing, Scott, you're in the lending business. You understand this. You want to get into new construction. The builders are going to offer you incentives. Scott, I'd, honest, honest to God, we're doing these ads and I'm sitting here promoting new construction, not even thinking of that very key element. So hometown realty is your connection to that new construction, to those deals. And yes, the rates are coming down, but still they can maybe even buy down some deals. That's the benefit of using the experts at hometown realty. Go to myhtr.com. And and as you know, Scott, last week I went back and sometimes I like to re-listen to the show. I try to get my reps in, try to figure out where we're, what's going right, what's going wrong. You wait till the end to get to show love for Hayes Lancaster. You, you could do that right now. You don't. You don't have to wait till the end. I know. I told. I told everybody. Look, Hayes is, is a big Wolfpacker. Uh, my wife saw a giant little blob at, at nighttime, and she's like, "What is that?" And you think it was, you know, somebody crawling on the wall coming coming out of our HVAC or something, and it was a giant cockroach. Yeah, we had a cockroach. It's okay. It happens. Yeah. Uh, text Hayes the next day and said, "Hey, my my wife lit a match." at about 1130 last night and tried to burn down my master. Uh, she saw a road. She got any, got any ideas. And he had somebody out there within an hour and a half to, to take a look and help. So it's just the type of people they are. They're on top of their stuff. So I, I would definitely reach out to mosquito pest authority. They are real deal. Yep. Bugsbite.com. Hayes does not believe in contracts, but he does believe in saving you money. Check them out. It's bugsbite.com. All right, Scott, let's talk a little bit about the two games that NC State has this week because they play two teams from Tennessee. They get Tennessee Martin tonight uh, in a game back at PNC Arena. Maybe we can table a, a, a Reynolds conversation, although what did you... I know you've played at Reynolds. You didn't get to play in the renovated Reynolds. 
what did you make of uh, the environment for the for the UMIS game? Obviously, with the David Thompson stuff and also Peyton Wilson being there, it did seem like a a bit of a festive uh, midweek game for sure. Yeah, and and first off, look, the, I, I went to the David Thompson reveal. It was amazing. Uh, Jeff Gravely did a great job. Yeah, points of the past. He he Listen, really NC State has a tendency to drop the ball on a lot of things. They did not drop the ball on that. You can't drop the ball on a legend. Look, did a phenomenal job. I think they also did a great job with, with Peyton Wilson. Again, because I was on the call, I had a little bit of an inside source, but they did a good job of it was a complete surprise to him. Uh, being able to see you know, his family's raw emotion and have them there uh, for that. Uh, all the work he's put in, he's one, a phenomenal person, being able to meet him a few times. He, he's just a great kid, works hard. Uh, so it was a lot of fun to watch that. But you, there, there's just something about Reynolds when you step in there. Uh, like if if those walls could talk, all this stuff, it just has a little bit extra buzz. Uh, so it was really fun to just be back in there, uh, obviously to be able to call the game with Andrew. And, and he's in there for a lot of the women's games. Yeah. You know, he said it too. He said, this place is just different. Like, just feel this when you, when you call this game. And it was, man, it's just a little bit more buzz than, than, you know, even when I'm at PNC, uh, it, it was just a lot of fun to, to be able to there and, and, and all the things that were happening, especially with, with Peyton and the reveal of the statue, uh, was a lot of fun. So back at PNC tonight, Tennessee Martin is the opponent. Um, listen, I'm not going to sit here and tell you I know a whole lot about Tennessee Martin other than what I see on their Ken Palm page. 321 in defense, though. Um, yeah, State should score some points. They got to the guard us, pal. <laughs> That's right. The big game is obviously Saturday. Uh, it's it's in San Antonio, which I hate. Uh, mm-hmm. Tennessee, Tennessee top 10 team in the country in Ken Palm and in the other analytics. This is a big chance for NC State to put a win in their back pocket. And I just... I just want to talk a little bit about Jaden Taylor because you and I have, have talked a lot this year already about the need for someone to be the bus driver of this team. And, and I think Taylor, the, the transfer from Butler, has, has quickly emerged since that old Miss game. And even before then, you know, the BYU and Vanderbilt games out in Vegas, he played really well. Again, we talked about some of the reasons for the blip at Old Miss, but, you know, 18 against Vanderbilt, 17 against BYU, 18 against BC, 21 against UMIS. It just feels like Jaden's really kind of asserting himself as the bus driver of this team. Yeah, I just I, I use the word aggressive. Uh, he just plays so aggressive, whether it's on the offensive end, attacking, getting to the free throw line, or on the defensive end. He's always attacking the ball handler. He always guards the primary ball handler. And I think that's just kind of the thing that they need is somebody that's going to be aggressive at times. Now, I think he's also probably going to be more of that volume guy. He may have a couple nights to where, you know, he only ends up with, you know, 11 points on 15 shots. Uh, but I think, like you said, he's just going to drive that bus. He, he's kind of more upfront in your face, a little bit nasty at times. I kind of call it that a-hole guy that just mm-hmm. isn't going to back down from anybody and piss a lot of people off. That's kind of how he plays. And then I think the nice part is I think, you know, DJ Horn has kind of asserted himself as, you know, more of that silent assassin. He kind of just goes about his business. No one's really paying attention. Then all of a sudden he drops, you know, two threes and a pull up and he ends up with 14 points. Uh, so I do think they've got a really good mix there. Again, I think a lot of it comes down to in the ACC play, they're going to have a lot of tight games. So who are we kind of rolling the ball out to? I think obviously it's always going to be the DJ Burns. Uh, but can we surround him? around with enough compliments to be able to close the game out and be able to get buckets down the stretch when they need it. 
Tennessee's a tough team, aggressive team. We, we've seen Kevin's teams in the, I don't want to call it the preseason, but these early season type games kind of like I'm thinking of Purdue, even the year that they were terrible. Uh, they showed out for the Purdue game. His first year when they played Arizona, obviously they knock off Arizona. There's a tendency for Kevin to get his teams in these type of games to step up and understand the moment. When you look at Tennessee and you look at this opportunity, I'm, and I don't want to put too much into this one game, but it, it does feel like it is super important to what they're what they would hope to do this season. Yeah, I mean, I think there has to be a huge emphasis on. I think obviously there's going to be a lot of opportunities to get quality wins in the ACC, but I also look at it and I'm like, there's literally three teams that they've played that I would consider a a, a good win. Mm-hmm. So at some point, I'd like them to get that non-conference win, and I think looking at the schedule, I mean, they've got St. Louis there, which good, bad, and different isn't awful, uh, but I also don't think it's going to move the needle. I think Tennessee right. is a opportunity for them to really turn heads and be like, okay, this NC state means business. You know, obviously we'll just count it as an egg at Ole Miss. I also think Ole Miss is a really, really good team. Uh, so again, we just got to capitalize on the opportunities and this is the last real non-conference opportunity to get a good quality win. You say they'll get chances in the ACC. I look at the ACC schedule and I go, okay, so far from what we've seen, you know, Miami obviously struggling a little bit right now. Duke struggling a little bit right now, but I think ultimately their tournament teams, they only play Miami once. It's here. That's good. They only play Duke once. It's here. That's good. Uh, Clemson is a team that right now is looks like a top 10, one of the best teams in the country, actually. Um, they only get them once there. Well, you know, let's be honest, probably not winning that game. They do play Carolina twice. They do play Virginia twice. And, and Kevin has matched up well with Virginia in the past, but I, I'm not sure they have as many opportunities inside the league as maybe, you know, on a normal, uh, on a normal ACC year, you look at and go, oh, okay, you'll be, you're going to be okay. That that's my concern. You know, again, can't, you can't live the whole season going, man, if only we held on against BYU, but it does feel like 2019 when they lose to freaking Brad Davison. And you're like, if you only hung on to that game, <laughs> you're, you're in a completely different uh, situation. And you, you've been there before too, where, you get into league play and you feel like, okay, now if we just beat Carolina at Carolina and then beat Duke, it's it's going to be and go to Virginia. And it's like you put yourself into these difficult situations where, you know, no one in the league is going to rip off three wins in a row like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's a little disappointing here. You said we only played Duke once. Every year, man. It, it's It's one of those things. The ACC hates NC State and Duke until next year in football they'll finally you know be regular rivals but yeah it's it's in Raleigh that that means Duke has a chance to win the national championship because every time uh state beats him in Raleigh they do, they do something good so but yeah the the schedules it's 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 a little weird it's a little yeah, Syrac- you get Syracuse twice this year after you know basically having only played Syracuse once the last couple of years um looks like uh Boston College is another one they hadn't been playing twice Florida State only down there, you know, Pitt. I will say, I will say this. No, they they get Pitt twice. I think Pitt can be a a tournament team. Yeah, and and I will say this. I think this ACC version is a little bit, should I say, deeper from a top to a bottom perspective. Okay. Um, So I think, again, quality wins, I don't know if there's as many, uh, just because I don't feel like there's five dominant teams in the ACC. 
just feel like this year that, that the ACC is going to be a little bit more wide open. Now, shout out to JC because uh, he's absolutely obsessed with Clemson and texts me every day about him ever <laughs> since I badmouthed Brad Vernell over there. Um, it still doesn't change the fact that if you only go to the tournament two out of 13 years and you still have a job there, I'm just saying, great coach, love him. Hope he has a lot of success. Anyways, right. moving on. Uh, I just don't think there's, you know, you can't just say Duke's going to win it all. You can't just say Clemson's going to win it all. Carol, uh, you know, the Carolina, wh- whoever. I just think it's a little bit deeper. I don't know if ultimately that's going to help NC State or not. But with that being said, I just think you can't take a night off. You got to be ready to go. Like even the Boston College team, you know, watch State play them and. I won't say that I was overly, overly impressed, but I think they are a quality team, and I'm not yeah. going to be surprised if they knock off some really good teams this year. They just beat uh, Patino. I mean, yep. they're not—they're not a bad team. Uh, I think you're right. There's there's two bad teams in the league right now in Notre Dame and Louisville, and it, the more you avoid them, the better off you'll be. And certainly, you can't lose to them, as Clemson learned last year. Actually, you know, I went into this year thinking Miami was going to win the league, and then. They probably there's obviously I'm not gonna I'm not gonna give up on Jim Laranaga. Clemson has that big fu energy right now after being left out last year. They ha- and and I love the Gerard ad. I, I think he's a steadying shooter. As you you've played so many games against Clemson, you've watched so many Clemson teams. I mean, gosh, it's been since what Terrence Oglesby that or Casey Rivers that they had a guy where you're like, oh, if he's open, he's knocking that thing down. Like for them to have a player like that, I. I I think it's going to be a big difference. I actually, if I could get a ticket on them to win the ACC, I would take it. Uh, unfortunately, it, when I go to Virginia, they won't offer ACC odds because of Virginia and Virginia Tech being in the league. So, my gambling. I, I mean, uh, I like them. I haven't. I mean, truth be told, I haven't watched enough of them play because I always just kind of put them to the side as hey, they'll be though. they'll be a, they'll be that bubble team that gets left out again because they'll do something crazy in ACC play. That's just what I've I've, I've come accustomed to, Clemson. Again, I. I like Clemson. I, I do. I like Brad. I, my, my whole point with them is just, I, they're if not, that was not an getting left out this year, they've already have wins over Alabama and TCU. They're I not mean, getting left out this year. Well, then I'm, I'm excited to see them in the NCAA tournament. Then we'll go ahead and mark them as a, as a lock. All right. Well, um, hopefully you'll be back next week. We'll do this again. Talk a little more hoops. We'll have to react to that uh, Tennessee game. How's that sound? That sounds good. All right, Scott. Uh, and of course, before we leave, mentioned you are in the lending business. Tell people where they want to find Scott Wood. Scottwood15.com, no? Yeah, Scottwood15.com. You can reach out via social media. Give me a call. My number's on there. So anything you need, whether you're yeah, you may be looking, you may be looking to buy in, in June, July, August, September of next year. That's fine. Let, let us just kind of sit down, kind of go through some things and make sure that everything's in place for when the time comes to buy. And and the rates are going in the right direction. They are. They are. They are currently trending. So again, anybody on the sidelines that's been waiting for the rates to drop now might be the opportunity to start those conversations with your local lender. All right. Scottwood15.com. Scottwood Wolfpack. Great. Appreciate you joining us here on the Law of the Wolf. And of course, if you haven't already, hit the subscribe button there, like, do all those things, leave a comment. Uh, is Scott right? Be a little cautious with the MJ Rice optimism. Or did Christmas come early? For Kevin Keats and NC State men's basketball. I'll let you guys decide. Appreciate you guys joining us here and enjoy the basketball this week. Obviously, a really important game on Saturday. 
We'll see what NC State does down in San Antonio. Appreciate you guys for joining us. See you again next week right here on Law of the Wolf. The Wolfpack ain't for soft. It ain't for soft people.